0: Tonight, I wanna to begin by sharing with you something that happened to me a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's probably a week and a half, a couple weeks ago, is, is I had an interchange with someone on the phone and we were speaking about something that both of us really cared about. And we were quite not on the same page and, and when I look back on that that interchange, you know, which I've come back to uh, uh, since then, I want to share with you. I regret what I said, and I also regret what I didn't say. I regret those things. Ever feel regret? Yeah. You okay? not just me, maybe you can relate to this. And you know, maybe your mind works like mine. You know, sometimes when something like that happens, when I regret something, my mind does the chattering of like, oh, you know, it's because they did this and that and they're wrong about this. And if only they didn't do that, I wouldn't have done this. And they're spinning, sometimes I feel so bad about myself, but that kind of misses simply that I feel regret about what I said and what I didn't say. And since then, you know, you know, there's been a making of amends, which I am so grateful to this person of their, their willingness to, to um, come back together again around this. And what I wanna add is I'm so glad that I felt regret. Yeah, it stings. And it fills my heart in an onward leading way. And when I say regret, I mean something different than shame. And we're going to get to this because I I use these words differently. So I'm going to be using these words maybe in a way that you're not accustomed to. So I'll I'll define them in just a second. But this is what I want to share about how regret, how skillfully regretting can be such a wonderful thing in our lives. I, I really mean this. You know, To me, this is part of, of my practice of living with integrity. I think this is important, and, and some of you know this about the spiritual path, is that living with integrity, it's intimately intertwined with this notion of freedom and awakening. And why is it so intertwined? Because what I notice is when I live in integrity, it allows me to live at ease with myself oh wow, I'm in integrity with myself. Oh, there might be other things going on and people might think different things, but oh, here's, I can feel that. And there's a sense of ease. And and also when I can really land that, there's a sense of deeper com- contentment and happiness. And and not the superficial happiness that you could say that's sold on the marketplace of merely chasing after more and more pleasant experiences. That's which Hopefully you've seen that. That's a setup, right? Why is it set up? Because you're going to have to navigate the unpleasant experiences too. At some point, you can't get rid of all those. So tonight I, I want to share with you about this skill for regret and regret and what I mean by that word and how it's different than shame and then how to practice it, how to engage in it, learning the ability to skillfully regret so that you can feel the, the, the the sweetness of living in integrity and what a beautiful way of being in the world to feel that. And also, you know, some of the complications that happen around regret. So I, I want to uh, begin by framing this into a bigger context of the spiritual practice and to use a, a quote from Mahatma Gandhi. He said, we, but mirror the world, All the tendencies present in the outer world are to be found in the world of our body. Isn't it interesting? This mind mirrors the world. It mirrors society. Society just, it's like it plays out in this heart and mind. So if we could change ourselves, the tendencies in the world could also change. I think there's credence to this it's you know it's been shortened over time i think of be the change you wish to see in the world and i i think there's something powerful about that notion and what i've noticed is that skillful regret is is needed to be the change i wish to see in the world it's necessary and the the buddha frames uh, wholesome regret there's a the pali word is a uh, hiri it's connected with this other word atapa um, in this this way he, he calls it one of the two guardians of the world one of the two protectors of the world one of the literally the, the pali word for um kind of what it is is it's uh, uh the word also can mean a bright star or bright bright planet so it's one of the bright stars in the world that protects it looks over the world and protects it or guards it And the other bright star that's connected with (coughs) the uh, skillful regret is, um, you could say ethical or moral concern, which you could say is having a sense of ethical consciousness of how we carry ourselves in the world. And I'm gonna be speaking more about this first Pali word, hiri. The two words are hiri and atapa. Hiri is is moral regret, and the way I, I translate atapa is this moral concern. These two beautiful qualities of the heart that protect ourselves in the world. And I, I want to come back to this larger picture because I think it's, for me, so relevant in the, the world I live in and, and, and what I experience. So moral regret, the skillful regret, it's different than shame. And this is super important because what I noticed in this practice is that it can be so entangled with shame and it's, it can be, I want to say it is an art and a process to start to disentangle shame from regret. Shame. And I want to point out for me, there's been a whole huge exploration around shame. Like I used to have serious shame attacks, just paralyzing they felt. And I'm so grateful for this practice to start to, to emerge out of that to really have freedom from that. And some of you might, you know, be able to relate to that, just how powerful shame can be in our lives when it takes hold of us, especially it's a habitual tendency. And the way shame is, is it's not that I did something unskillful or I did something wrong. It's more that something is wrong with me, that I'm fundamentally broken, that I am in essence, a mistake. That's often some of the kind of the self sense that's created around shame, at least for me. And it's often fueled by a deep fear of rejection. And this is also something that distinguishes regret from shame. Shame is, I find in my own system, this this sense of a, a deep fear of rejection can be there. And it has this sense of beating oneself up. You've ever noticed that about shame? Like it feels like, oh, this is, I beat myself up with this dynamic of shame. And when shame has a deep momentum to it, even it feels like even when I do something skillful or beautiful or onward, it still feels like it's wrong somehow. <laughs> Almost everything I do is wrong because I embody wrongness. Or in other situations, maybe you can relate to this, is sometimes there can be such a pervasive shame is that even when something somebody else does something unskillful, there can be the sense of, oh, it must be because of me that something's wrong with me, taking responsibility for the actions of someone else, as if it's it's I'm always to blame. So I'm using this in a broader term of how shame can function in these ways that can be so paralyzing and so distorting about how we are in the world. Whereas regret, skillful regret, I. I regret doing that. Like in the phone conversation, I regret I said that. And I regret that I didn't say those other things that I really wished I would have said. Or I regret, as I said, not doing something or not saying something. But me, I'm fine. I'm, I'm an okay person. Like I get that. Yeah. What I did, I regret. I quite like myself and I realize that I'm perfect and I make mistakes, but yeah, I'm, I'm okay. And, and the skill, one of the things that's helped me to dis, disentangle regret from shame is beginning to, to engage in this training. It's the repetition for cultivating skill for regret, which is that when I start to feel like, oh, I made a mistake, to reinforce of like, Oh, this is so cool that I'm feeling this. This is an indication of my integrity. So hopefully you hear like the, the, the bigger picture here of the world. Wouldn't that be cool if when 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 if we lived in a world when people felt like they did, did a mistake of having to lie or to do other things, they just say, oh wow, I did something unskillful. And it feels so good. Like I, I'm I I feel good about myself that it stings. That's a healthy thing. So cool. Yeah, it's, it stings and unpleasant, but I'm glad I'm feeling it. Cuz it's the road to change for myself and also to change maybe things that I've I've hurt or damaged. This is super cool. I know this might sound strange. It does take a while, you know, especially if it's something really deep, but it's possible. Like I even sh- say this to myself to help lean towards feeling regret rather than stepping in the shame. I'm okay, like people, people make mistakes. I make mistakes. But oh yeah, here's my chance to, the skillfulness, the sweetness of, of this beautiful quality of skillful regret. And to begin to, to feel the nourishing pull towards healing, Right, a healing, uh, something that's gone wrong has to start with some kind of regret. There's health for myself and others in that, it's motivating. And this is another thing that distinguishes regret from shame is for me, regret when it's refined, it does have an, a forward movement to it. I get to honor myself, my sense of integrity and I get to honor others. It doesn't paralyze me. And yeah, it, I, I, I wanna again point out, this has been such a journey. Like when I first heard about this teaching on these Pali words, hiri and attapa, skillful regret and moral concern, it was, I think it was on a retreat with um, a long retreat, maybe a month long retreat with this uh, Burmese uh, teacher, uh, Saida Upandita. And um, I could totally not relate to this teaching. <laughs> and the reason is because I, uh, 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 regret and shame are so overcoupled and so for me it was always bad to feel regret because it was connected with shame and it just I I remember the aversion to it and I I, I realized because I, I hadn't disentangled this as much as I as I needed to And I wanna mention it's a, a journey because I, I, even for me, I feel like it's an ongoing process to, to skillfully land regret and not fall into the old habitual, habitual pattern of shame. So this is our spiritual practice. So how is it a practice? How, how can we engage in that or, or, or how to explore this? First, sometimes the question is, is how do you know? How do you know when you're acting with integrity, when you're acting outside of integrity? And I think there's a mindfulness component to this. It's like I'm tuning this instrument of the heart, this faculty of the heart to be sensitive to when I'm acting in in unskillful ways that create some kind of harm. And some of you might have experienced this, right? With meditation, sometimes what comes, have you noticed this? A sensitivity to how I might be being unskillful. And I wanna say that that's the cool thing of a spiritual path is, is I, can't, I can't ignore that anymore. And then for me, because I'm more bodily based, I, it feels like I can feel it in my body. I feel deeply unsettled right? when, when, when I'm acting out of integrity. I can feel it there. And also I wanna point out it's relational. Sometimes I am clueless. And when I'm in relationships and somebody says something to me and then be sensitive to that. Oh, wow, I've had an impact on this person. So again, it's not coming from the place of shame, which is I'm a bad person. So that means most everything I do is bad and harmful. Cause sometimes that's what happens is there's tension or conflict in a, in a place. And if I'm from a, a shameful perspective then I'm, I'm just taking on the blame There's not a clarity about what I'm contributing and also just what's happening. It's it's not taking responsibility for everyone in a in a in a interrelational scene. It's taking responsibility of how I'm showing up. And then when I notice, you know, I have a a sense of like, oh yeah, I, I was out of integrity here. I do have to inspire myself. Like what I was just talking about, like what can I learn from this that will help me act more skillfully when a similar experience arises? This is super important. And I wanna say, I have to coach myself at times. I'm curious about this. I wanna show up differently in the future. And yeah, with this whole process, just as with that phone call with that person, what comes out of regret for me a lot is like making amends. You know, when I can, sometimes I can't in terms of the situation. And and what I have to be careful for is I'm not coming from a place where I'm I'm trying to create a world in which everyone is pleased with me. Ever tried that one? (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy making. Sometimes I'm going to make amends or sometimes I'm going to own something and still the, the relationship might be broken. Okay. That's the way it is. It, my, my feeling of integrity is not dependent upon what happens next after making amends. This is really important. My feeling of integrity comes that I've done what I needed to do for this situation. And it still might be a disaster, but it's like, oh, I feel an integrity with how I navigated it. Still a nightmare? Great. But I, I, I did what I could do. So hopefully you're hearing, you know, I guess I've just also a side note. Hopefully you're hearing in this, like um, I, I want as a side note, I think asking for, for forgiveness can be kind of problematic too. I just want to name that maybe we can have a discussion about that later on is it's a tricky thing to <clears throat> after I've harmed somebody then ask them for something like forgiveness I apologize but that's that's for other people to decide if you know how they want to relate to me and so I hope you're hearing with this 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 sense of living with integrity doesn't mean I get things right like this is the most important point that I have for tonight is like that does, that, that's not what living with integrity means, that I'm getting things right. It means I am committed to cultivating to the ability to navigate the inevitable mistakes I make with skill. this makes sense? It's not about getting it right. I'm gonna make mistakes. I'm sorry to say that for all of you in this community, like <laughs> it's the way it's gonna be, like I'm gonna make mistakes. I'm imperfect and living with integrity is like, I'm here to navigate and cultivate the ability to, 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 to navigate that skillfully, to feel wholesome wholesome regret. I think this is what, it's to, what it is to be in a relationship is I'm willing to be accountable, but I can't guarantee, it'd be crazy to say I might get it right all the time. And to think that those around us are going to. Again, wouldn't this be cool if this was a value of the world that we live in? More and more people saying, you know, I'm, I might not get it right all the time, but I'm willing to, to have some skillful regret to regret when I don't and to just be accountable it would make so many situations easier. <laughs> I don't wanna name the ones that come to mind. I'm just like, I made a mistake and like, I'm here to feel the string of regret and to, to learn. It's true, our, probably our whole justice system would have to change if we started to change in this way. Wouldn't that be cool? <sighs> Rather than having a punitive justice system, one of restorative justice. to to bring restoration, or even something I've just been learning about, thanks to a colleague, is transformative justice. A transformative justice system is one that is not only about restoring, but taking into account the the systems of oppression that might be at play, that are at play in almost every situation. Not just individual acts, but systemic impacts that are influencing some of these actions. One of the keys I find, which I mentioned to really practicing the skillful regret and disentangling it from shame is, as I said, I need to be able to really love myself, to train in deeply loving myself. Because to feel skillful regret, I have to admit to myself the mistakes I make and not let it go down the road that I'm a horrible person. To me, that's a beautiful definition of love, don't you think? Like to have that with someone, yeah, you, you screwed up and you need to be held accountable and I still love you. Doesn't mean I'm gonna condone certain actions, but it's like, I'm, I'm not gonna throw you away. Wouldn't it be great to have that sense of yourself of like, I made a mistake, but I don't need to throw myself away because of it. Making mistakes, being wrong. It's going to happen in all kinds of ways. It happens a lot. In small ways and big ways was it, last week, two weeks ago? The email I sent out to a bunch of people, I put on the wrong date. Thank you, Jay, for pointing that out, right? (laughs) Like I I do these things. I regret it. I'm fine with it. I think Jay was fine with it too, (laughs) and the group. (laughs) And and it, what it needs, what needs is kind of to undermine our notions of how we hold being wrong. And I want to share with you these great passages. This is one of my favorite books, I think. It's this um, book by uh, this woman, Catherine Schultz, called Being Wrong, Adventures in the Margin of Error. And I want to share with you some passages um, that she so brilliantly uh, out and first she begins with just the addiction that we can have to always wanting to be right and she begins and she asks the question why is it so fun to be right she says you know as as pleasures go it is after all a second order one at least now unlike many of life's other delights chocolate surfing kissing it does not enjoy any mainline access to our biochemistry, to our appetites, our adrenal glands, our limbic systems, our swoony hearts. And yet the thrill of being right is undeniable, universal, and perhaps most oddly, almost entirely undiscriminating. We can't enjoy kissing just anyone, but we can res- relish being right about almost is that true? And she continues, if we relish being right and regarded as our natural straight state, you can imagine how we feel about being wrong. So I wanna point out, these are so intertwined. For one thing, we tend to view it as a rare and bizarre and inexplic- inexplicable aberration in the normal order of things. For another, it leaves us feeling idiotic and ashamed. Like the term paper returned to us covered in red ink, being wrong makes us cringe and slouch down in our seat. It makes our heart sink and our dander rise. Of all the things we are wrong about, this idea of error might well top the list. It is our meta mistake, M-E-T-A, it's our big mistake. We are wrong about what it means to be wrong. Far from being a sign of intellectual inferiority, the capacity to err is crucial to human cognition. Far from being a moral flaw, it is inextricable from some of our most humane and honorable qualities, empathy, optimism, imagination, conviction, and courage. And far from being a mark of indifference or intolerance, wrongness is a vital part of how we learn and change. it's important to see how this is a natural process to make mistakes and to be wrong. You know, sometimes I look back at my whole unfolding of the spiritual practice and, and, and my utter lack of skill on how I approached meditation and, regre- and, and retreats. And when I started to think about it, I, I so appreciate that I can look back and see how I lacked such utter skill. It would be horror, you know, incredibly demoralizing to feel like what I knew back then is all that I know back right now. That means there was no learning, no curve of deepening in my spiritual practice in my life. This is a good indication. That's the learning process. And to take joy in, in seeing when we've erred in some way. I remember when we had this book around the house, my wife, she likes to kind of stand up and walk around when she's reading and it would be so great. She'd be reading the book and then we'd get in a conversation or discussing something or she'd do something. She'd be like, oh, I'm wrong about that. Isn't that cool? Like, look it, I'm wrong again. Oh, that's so cool. And then she'd be like, oh, and I was wrong about this and about this. And it was so contagious to be around her kind of, her joy of seeing that, oh, I'm wrong about something. So again, living with integrity doesn't mean I get things right. It means I'm committed, right? I'm I'm committed to to cultivating this ability to to skillfully navigate the mistakes. And one of these skillful ways is with skillful regret. To feel the sting, to, to start to separate it from shame. Yeah, so maybe if it resonates for you, maybe we learn to cultivate this skillful regret in our lives. Thanks for your attention.